Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Today we're beginning a brand new series called It's Complicated. And so I want to just say this before we get started, that today is going to be PG-11. So if you have a child with you that's maybe uh, under 11 years old, you may want to take them uh, to our kids' place uh, right now. So uh, feel free to do that because we're going to mention that three-letter word, okay? That three-letter word, S-E-X. And let me tell you something. When I was coming up in church, we didn't talk about that three-letter word. Matter of fact, we was told that it was dirty and it wasn't, you shouldn't talk about it. Save it for the one you love. It was dirty, but save it for the one you love. Okay, but anyway, it didn't make any sense to me. All right, there you go. Yeah, a few of you got that, all right? And so, uh, but I want to tell you this before I get started, that what I want to talk to today is not about your past, what happens every time we begin a relationship series, people have start thinking about, oh, you know, I wish I hadn't done that. And they start feeling guilty about their past. I want you to know this is not about your past, right? So if it happened two minutes ago, it's your past, all right? It's your past. And so now we want to talk about your future, all right? And so whatever we talk, again, do not, do not say, because if you don't, the devil's going to try to beat you up and go, oh, look at you. You're so sorry. Okay. You're low life and all this kind of stuff. And he could say that about all of us. All right. So I'm talking about, I want to talk about your future. Matter of fact, there's a guy by the name of C.S. Lewis who wrote this because we're talking about, it's complicated. And what I want you to know is that when you do it God's way, it doesn't have to be complicated. Matter of fact, it makes it less complicated. And C.S. Lewis wrote this. He said, human history is a long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God, which will make him happy. And that is the truth, is that people trying to find anything outside of God that will make them happy. And I want you to know today that, that when we do things God's way, when we follow God's prescription, it is the best life, everybody. And look, look, I, I want to talk about hard things with you because I want the best things for you. Did you hear that? I want to talk about the hard things with you because I want the best things for you. I want good for you. And you can't do better, be better till you know better. Amen? Amen. And so today I want to begin, and I want to, this uh, scripture that we're going to read is going to be, is out of Romans, and we just read that if you did the 21 days of reading with us. But I want to read this passage. It's sort of going to be the theme for our, uh, for our time together. So it says this. Look what it says. Yes, they knew God, but they would not worship him. Now, let me just pause there. When it says worship, it doesn't mean like, you know, if you're watching online that you watch every week and worship online or you're, you come to God's house and you worship. No, it means that we respect God enough to do what he asks us to do. You know, that we worship him. He has worth to us. Worship means worth. We show God his worth. And it goes on to say, as God or even gave him, uh, as God or even gave him thanks, 
and they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. And so what they're saying is they created their own God. They, They said, okay, well, God, the Bible is not God, so this must be our God. And it goes on to say this, as a result, their minds became dark and confused. And boy, aren't we living in that kind of day today. Claiming to be wise, in other words, we know better than God. They instead became utter fools. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's body. Trading the truth of God for a what, everybody? A lie. Trading the truth of God for a lie. And the problem that we have today is this, is that the devil tells us all of these lies. And the, and, and the world, the world, people that are not Christ followers have bought into this. And let me tell you something, the devil has no power over you. The only power he has is the power of suggestion. He suggests things to us, amen? And, and, and so I just wanna lean into that today. And, and I have this statement that I, I want you to remember the rest of your lives, and, and we're probably gonna say it more than this time in the, through this series, and it's coming up and it says this. Here it is, you ready? Let's say it together. It's coming up on the screen, our statement. Here we go, there it is. For all relationships to work, we have to let God who designed them define them. Come on, now let's say it all together, everybody. You ready? Come on. For all relationships to work, we have to let God who designed them define them. Amen, everybody? So when God defines a relationship, it makes it better. Remember, he's the creator, all right? He's a creator. And so I want you to hold on to that statement. So there's before, you know, this is going to be a little bit heavy. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. It's a little bit heavy, so let's just go ahead and lighten the air right now. I'm going to tell you a joke, all right? Okay, joke. Just tell the person, get ready to laugh, okay? All right, I'm going to tell you a joke. Is there was this pastor that actually um, was a new pastor. He'd come, come to town, you know, and he started pastoring his church, and there was a lady that come to visit. And, his, and so he was excited. They had a guest, you know, so he, he went to her house. He got the visitor card and he went to her house. By the way, let me pause right here. At SEC, we do not come to your house, all right? So please fill out that connection card. We want everyone to fill that card out. Listen, if you're a regular tender and you fill it out, then you write your email address down. I, I send you an email every week about what's going on. And so uh, if you're a guest, uh, I just want to send you an email to say thank you for being here. So please fill it out. Put it in a bucket on your way out. So anyways, so he, he goes to her house and he knocks on the door. She doesn't come to the door. So he had the business card made up. And uh, he has this verse on this, Revelations 3.20, and it says this. It says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, that person, and they with me. And so he leaves the card on the door. And so uh, the next week comes and he comes back to church and the lady shows back up again. And that time she brings the business card that the pastor left and she wrote a verse on the back of the card and she left it in the offering plate for the pastor. The pastor gets it out and he reads this verse, Genesis 3.10 says this. He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. (laughs) That's funny right there. That's funny right there. Yeah. Some of you are going to get it tonight, but it is funny. <laughs> five lies the devil tells us. I want to share with you five lies that the devil uses against us or tells us. And the first one is this. Number one is that the first lie I think that the devil tells us, we find this in the beginning. We're going to go through Genesis 3 where the beginning happened is this, is that God's word is not totally true. That's the lie the devil tells us, Okay. The devil tries to get us to question God. Look what it says right here in Genesis. Again, before the fall of man happened, here it is. He says, 
Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say, that's what he tells us all the time, did God really say you must not eat from the tree in the garden? And so what he's, what he's saying is this, is that, you know, you don't, God's word is not totally true. And how many times do we hear that today, that God's word's not totally true? What we find out today in the world, in the world is people that are not Christ followers, all right, is that we find this saying is this, is that, you know what, well, God's word always calls us up to more. It calls us up to be better. And let me just tell you something. There's things in God's word that challenge me and make, to, you know, I, I, I want to just be transparent with you. I do not like the fact where the Bible tells me I have to love my enemies. I don't want to love my enemies. I want to take them out. That's what I want to do, all right? And, and so, you know, turn the other cheek. And I just want to tell you, don't try that on me because I'm not that good yet. You know, they slap your cheek, you turn the other one. I just don't know what I would do, so I don't know that I'm there. But anyways, so I, I'm just saying this. So, but there's a lot of things that challenge me. And I just want to tell you that God's word is that way. So here's what happens is that either we rise up to God's word and try to get better in our lives or either we try to bring God's word down to where we are. See what I'm talking about? It's that, and so what happens in our, in our society is that what people would rather change their beliefs than their behavior. And so all of a sudden, well, I don't believe that anymore. Well, I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what I believe. It matters what's written here because this never changes. Okay. And so I just want to say that. All right. So again, coming up on the screen, let's say our statement again. Here it is. You ready? I want everyone to say this with me if you don't mind. Let's say it at home as well. For all relationships to work, we have to let God who designed them define them. Amen, everybody? Okay, the second lie that the devil tells. Here it is. You ready? That sinful choice won't hurt anything. It's not that big a deal. Look what he says here. Okay, here we go. But God did say, you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. Now, that's what Eve just told the devil, all right? Now, I want you to say what's underlined with me, but I want you to say it with a little attitude, like, you know, like you're mocking somebody, all right? Come on, can you, can you do that? I know we got teenagers in the room. I know you can do it, right? We got moms and dads. I know you can do it. We got grandparents. I know you can do it. So let's do it. You ready? Here, let's say it. You ready? You will not surely die. See that? That's exactly what he said. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. The devil makes light of the negative consequences of sin. And let me just tell you something. Sin does look appealing. If it didn't look appealing, people wouldn't do it. Amen? If it didn't look appealing, I wouldn't want to and you wouldn't want to, right? We just wouldn't want to, but it does look appealing. And the Bible is very clear with this next passage about that. It says this in Proverbs 14 and 12, it says this, there is a path before each person that seems what? It seems right. Look at the rest of it, but ends in what? In death. It ends in death. And this is what I, you know, people in our culture are saying today, like, you know, we can have, we can have sex with whomever we want to, as long as we're two consenting adults and it's okay. This is the one that I hear a lot. Well, we can go ahead and, and we can be sexually active because we're going to get married one day. And how many people have I sat down with, talked to that that one day never happened? 
you know, 10 years of their life was wasted. I've, how, many, how many young ladies I've met, their childbearing years were wasted because they were waiting on this person to say, I do, and they never did. You see what I'm talking about? Now, now I want you to know that, that sex is God's idea. He created it. And I just, I want you to know, listen, I hope you're getting, starting to feel a little uncomfortable now, all right? Especially if you're sitting beside your parents, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> but let me tell you something. When God created Adam and Eve, and you know, he created them and they were living and, and they were over in the bushes. He didn't go, oh my me, look, what are they doing over there? What is that? <laughs> Come on, breathe, everybody. <sighs> he didn't do that. No, God said, look at them go. <laughs> he created that, right? It's not bad. It's not horrible. And let me just tell you something. There's a lot of verses in the Bible that are about what I do. You know, the Song of Solomon is about, okay, this is getting hot and heavy, you know. So everybody thinks that God, when it comes to sex, it's like the I don'ts. No, there's a lot of I do's. But it's got to be in the proper context. Amen? Amen. It's got to be in the proper context. And so I would say this to you is that passion needs parameters. Passion needs parameters. Let me just show you. Look, look at this picture of us coming up here. See the, see these people, see that fireplace behind them. They're just there. They're having a great family time. That's just wonderful because that fire is in a proper context. You see that? It's wonderful. It's so comforting. It feels so good. But when that fire gets out of its parameters, its proper context, look what happens to this next picture here. You see that? When you let your passions get out of the proper parameters, that's exactly what happens in your life as well. And there's many of us in this room that have wounds to say, yes, that's exactly what happens. As things get burned down and hurt, it hurts, the, it hurts people. And I want you to know that, that the sex is wonderful between a man and a woman in the context of marriage. It is beautiful and it's lovely and it's wonderful and it's hallelujah. But outside of that, it will burn your house down. It'll burn your house down. And so I just want to bring that to your attention today. So on the screen again, let's say it. You ready? Here we go. For all relationships to work, we have to let God who designed them define them. We have to let God. Remember, he created this, all right? Okay, number three is this. The, the third lie the devil tells us is this is that God's way is boring. Sin is the only way to have fun. Sin is the only way to have fun. In other words, in Genesis, look what it says. This is what they said. For God knows, the devil says, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open. In other words, God's hiding something from you and you will be like God knowing good and evil. What I want you to know here is that what the devil is proposing is that God, that, that if you do it God's way, you're not going to have any fun and you're going to be missing. God's keeping something from you. He's keeping. In other words, if you, if you keep yourself pure into marriage, you're going to miss out on all the fun, all the people you could have been with. I wish you could talk. I wish you could come and be a fly in my office of the people that I've talked to that's lived that life and the regret that they have. It's sad. It's, it's the house burned down. It's sad. 
It's not fun on the other side. You know, the number four app that's trending right now is Tinder. For those of you that are my age, you have no idea what Tinder is. You think about a steak right now. Well, that might be Tinder, okay? Yeah, that's good. No, 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 no. No, Tinder is the hookup app. It's where if you want to have a one-night romance, get all kinds of diseases, whatever, I don't know, but anyways... Yeah, if you want to have a hookup, you just go on this app and there's people that I'm available to hook up. And so what I want to tell you is that they make that look so compelling. Oh, it looks so good. We'll just have a one night stand and that's it. We'll just hook up tonight. No, 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 no. You just don't ever just hook up with anybody. Once you hooked up with them one time, you're hooked with them the rest of your life. You say, no, 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 no. We just had that one-time act and we're done. No, you never forget what happened that one night. And let me just tell you something. I wonder, instead of a million abortions happening every year in America, how many abortions would go down if we just stopped the one-night stands? You see, what you thought was just a one-night stand, all of a sudden now I'm making you commit murder, having to murder a child. Because of that. And I, I say that not to make you feel about it. And remember, we're not talking about your past. We're talking about our future. And so we have to begin to say that, no, 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 this cannot be. Look what the Bible says. Psalms 1611. You show me the path of life. Talking about God. And your presence is fullness of what? Of joy. If you've got to hide from God while you're doing it, you'll never have joy. <laughs> Let me say that again. You can hide from your mom and dad. You can hide from your uh, husband or wife. You can hide from whomever. But remember, you, if you're a child of God, you are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit lives in you and he goes with you everywhere you go. And if you feel like you've got to hide from him, it's never good. Mm -mm. Look, he goes on. Your right hand, at your right hand are what? Pleasures forever. Hallelujah. You see, the most fulfilled that you're ever going to find yourself being in a sexual relationship is in a commitment in marriage. Well, here's why. Here's what I, what I found. I, I've done weddings, uh, all kinds of weddings, and, and there's been people that have lived together, had children together, and then decided to get married. And that's wonderful. And I have had, I've done several of those weddings where the, where the, uh, the lady comes to me and she says, I just want to say thank you. I feel like a truck is rolled off my shoulders now because I can really give myself to this man. I'm like, you got two children already. You didn't give yourself to him yet. <laughs> they haven't. Listen, you can never have intimacy without total commitment. And as long as there's not an I do and a ring on that finger and you've made it before God, uh, you made it a vow before God in marriage, until you, you can't give yourself totally to somebody that you think might walk out on you one day. And see, that's why people come to me and say, well, you know what, Pastor, before we get married now, we're going to have sex because we got to try it out. You don't ever buy a car without trying it out. Well, first of all, he's not a car, she's not a car, they're a human being, Amen. amen. And so, so what I want you, you can't just try it. We're going to try it out. No, you don't try it out. Let me tell you why. Because you don't get the full ride when you try to try it out. You don't get the full, until you sign the papers, baby, until it's a document, it's a done deal, you're never going to know what it's like. You, you might go through the act of sex, but you never really made love. 
I'm sorry I'm talking like this, but I love you enough to tell the truth. You see, you can't compare. It's not apples to apples. Once, once you've committed in holy wedlock before God and before friends and family members, you say, I do it. And he says, I do it. And, and you to get together, it is hallelujah, glory to God time. Amen. Because he's not going anywhere. If you got a headache, it's okay. There'll be another time. I got to move on. I just don't, I can't say what's going on right here. Oh, why not just say it? He reminds me of the guy that come home one day, come home from work, said, honey, said, here, here, here. He gave her a bottle of aspirin, said, here, take, take this. She said, what you doing? I said, no, don't go ahead and take this. She said, I don't, I don't need that. He said, gotcha. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, yeah, we, we go, let's just go ahead and have a little fun, right? This is a true story my brother told me last night, all right? I'm a, it's true. There's a lady that was getting dressed, and uh, her husband was trying to help her, and she had a dress that zipped up in the back. She was getting ready to go to church. And uh, so she asked her husband to help her to get the dress zipped up. And so he come over there. He's just grumbling a little bit, and he was, you know, being a little aggressive. He couldn't get it. He was stuck or something. He couldn't get it. And finally, he just, just zipped it up, and she was like, well, that's just so hateful. You know, he's just being so hateful, but she decided she's going to church and so she wasn't going to say anything. But as she went to church and she couldn't let it go, it just kept building. So I can't believe he wanted to be so hateful to me this morning. Why did he want to be like that? So you know what? She's come home from church and uh, she saw him in the driveway. He was working on the car and he was laying underneath the car and she's seen his body, you know, half his body hanging up on the car. And so she saw his zipper. And so she thought she'd just go over there and she got his zipper like that. And just didn't say a word, just walked right, just started and thought, I'm going in the house. And when she walked in the house, her husband said, hey, honey, what are you doing home? <laughs> Number four. <laughs> oh, yeah. Number four, the lie the devil will tell you, if it feels good, you should do it. That's a lie straight out of the pit of hell. Look what it says. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit, what? Looked delicious. Oh, doesn't it look that way? Delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would bring, give her. So she took some of this fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. What I want to say is this, is be careful where you look, because you will steer to where you stare. So if you're married, make sure you're looking at her or him that you are married to in that way. And by the way, if you keep looking at them that way, then you'll keep enjoying them. But the moment that you take your eyes off of them onto somebody else, then you're going to stop enjoying what you already have. And you're going to find your house being burned down. Okay, never mind. You see, let me just, let me just say this to you. Everything that feels good is not good. Just because it feels good does not mean it's good. And we got to, we got to, you know, like, uh, you know, when you, especially when you're dating, I mean, listen, Rhonda and I started the boyfriend, girlfriend thing. We were 15, I was 15 years old. And so, but we made a commitment. like, you know, we are not going to have sex until we get married, got married. And, and I can tell you, there was times that we would, we would be out together, you know, and all of a sudden, oh boy, Jesus, glory to God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Do I need to say more? 
And you know, I mean, like, I'd, I, we'd get a little warm, you know, and all of a sudden, you know what, I'd, I'd get a little heated in a, in a good way, okay? And all of a sudden, she said, now, Jeff, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Is this too real for you? I'm sorry. Mm -mm. So you get them Roman hands. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so she said, whoa, wait a minute, Jeff. We made a commitment. You know, we, we're not doing this until we get married. I said, that's why I prayed for you, because God knew I'd need you. In our last service, there was a man that left and come to me, talked to me after the service. He said, you know what, pastors, I want to tell you something. He said, this woman standing right here beside me said she told me no when I was 17 years old. No. He said, I ended up marrying her when I was 50. They got married. But what I want to tell you is that my father-in-law, see, see, I was, I, was a, I was a teenager in church and I was trying to do good and I was like, God, you know, I felt like I was trying to, you know, God was calling me to preach and I was doing my best. And I called my father, well, my, he wasn't my father-in-law then, it was Rhonda's dad, because she was going out with some friends and it was a little late and I called over there and she wasn't there. I said, well, listen, I said, you know, with me, you'd be standing at the door saying, hey, why isn't she at home? He said, Jeff, let me tell you something. You ain't nothing but an old American boy. That's all you are. And he was right. And I don't care how, I don't care how spiritual you say, you know, well, you are. Listen, you're going to be tempted, amen? amen? Feelings, feelings, right? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Never, always let choice, you make your choices and let your feelings follow. Never make your choices based on feelings. Did you hear that? Amen. And let's just talk about feelings. See, in our, in our world today, again, everybody outside that's not Christ followers, that are really Christ followers, is considered the world. What the world is teaching our children is this, is that you can't have any feelings. And that you should, or if you do, you should follow your feelings. Now, I, want, I want to be clear about this. You see, right now, I want to tell you that if you have a best friend, you're going to have stronger feelings toward your best friend than just somebody that you don't know. Are, are you tracking with me now? And so what I mean by that is that, listen, you can have a best friend and have strong feelings toward that friend. I mean, they're, they're the same sex as you. Strong feelings toward that friend because you care about them. But that doesn't mean that you have to go to the next step and be sexually active with them. Amen. Amen. Are, are you hearing that? What a, see, right now our kids are told you can't be friends with anybody. And if you're really good friends, you start having feelings like, you know, I really care about that person. You've got to take it another step further. No, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And, and moms and dads, I, listen, our kids have got to have you to say this to them. You, they got to know because the world's saying, well, now, if you start feeling something, then that means that, you know, that you're same-sex attractive and, and that's the way you are. No, don't let them label them that way. Tell them the truth. No, it's okay to have feelings, but you don't have to go that far. Amen. Amen. Ain't like, no, 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 no. And the kids, listen, when they, let me tell you, when they're in middle school, everything's jacked up. You don't know, you don't know what you are. Amen. You don't know who you are. You don't even know if you're living, right? You don't know nothing because your, your body's going through all these changes. These hormones are screaming. You have no clue. So we need mom and dad to say, no, 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 no. You know, no, no. God says man and woman, that's and that's what we are, you know. And, and so just understand that. I hope that will help you have some conversations with people in your life. All right. Let's say it's coming up on the screen. Amen. 
Here it is. For all relationships to work, we have to let God who designed them define them. Amen? Amen. We love everybody. Just want to tell you that. We love everybody. All right. So number five is this. You should be ashamed is what the devil tells a lie. You should be ashamed, run and hide from God. That's what he says. Genesis 3 and 7 and 9. At that moment, okay, the moment that they did what they knew they should not do, at that moment, this is when it happens. It'll happen for you. The devil will tell you the sin that you're thinking about, oh, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. And then the moment that you do it, he'll say, God doesn't love you anymore. Amen. You went too far. You crossed it. And look what happens. At that moment, their eyes were open and they felt, suddenly felt what? Shame. Felt shame. And that's what you will feel. Yeah. Felt shame at their nakedness. They sewed leaves together. They tried to cover it up. The man and his wife heard the Lord walking about in the garden. So they what? What did they do? They hid from God. And that's exactly what you will do and I will do. If we listen to the shame, we'll try to hide from God. And see, there's some of you in this room and there's some of you that are watching right now online that you've been running from God because you felt ashamed. The devil says, look at you. How could you do? And, and some of you today, as I'm talking, things have come up in your mind that happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago. And, you're, and you've asked God to forgive you and God's forgiven you. He don't even remember it anymore, but the devil will not let you. And he'll tell you that you should be ashamed of yourself. How can you talk to God? God doesn't love you because of what you've done. And that's just not true. It goes on to says this, look. Then the Lord God called out to man. Would you read those three words with me? Let's read them out loud. You ready to come with that question? Where are you? Where are you? That is exactly what God is saying today. God's not, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. Yes. Notice what God did. God didn't say, well, Adam and Eve, you just screwed up and see you later. Go straight to hell. That's not what he did. The Bible says that God went looking for them. He went chasing them down. He, went, he, went, he was behind them every step of the way. He said, where are you? God was looking for them. And I want you to know today that God will not leave you. He will not give up on you. As long as you've got breath in your body and your life, is that God's on your heels. And he's saying, where are you? Where are you going? Why are you running from me? I'm right here. Where are you? Where are you? And that's the question we got to answer today. Where am I? Where am I? Am I running into the Father's arms or am I running away? Because God wants you to have the best life ever. And listen, if you're running from God, you'll run to the wrong things and your house will burn down. And God doesn't want your house to burn down. And, and as your pastor who loves you, who prays for you daily, I don't want your house to burn down. I want your life to be good. There's three responses that we're gonna, I'm going to get from this message. I can tell you right now it's already happening online and here. Number one is defensiveness. I don't want you talking like that. I was born that way. That's the way I am. And this is the way it is. And this is the way it's going to be. Let me tell you something. That's the same spirit of the devil when he was kicked out of heaven. In Isaiah 14, the, you'll see five I will statements the devil made. I will exalt myself above God. I will, I will. I don't care what God says. I'm going to do what I want to do. 
That is a spirit of the devil. But we see the other spirit. And you know where the devil is going to live? He's going to live eternity in hell. Separated from God. But the other spirit we see is Jesus who said, not my will, but your will be done. He's, going to live, he's living in heaven right now and he'll be there eternity, right? So we choose by what we say, my will or thy will. That's it. And so today, defensive, and then the other one's remorse. And again, that's the one that I hate so much. Because see, I don't want, it's not about your past. Your past is your past. I have a past. Don't be remorseful about this. The third one is what I hope will happen for you and for all of us. And it's repentance. See, repentance is this. If God's right there and I'm walking this way, then I'm walking away from God. But repentance is doing a 180 and just turn around and start walking back toward God. That's what repentance is. And that's what he wants. Repentance. So I challenge you today. Listen, pornography cannot fix. It cannot do it. A relationship outside of marriage, I'm telling you, it's just not going to work. Doing it God's way is makes it the best way. I want to pray for you today because, listen, every one of us probably have an error that we need to repent of. There's something that's going on in our life that we need to repent. And what I want to tell you is this, is God's not going, oh, and let me tell you something, you're not going to shock God. No matter what it is, you're not going to shock God because he was there when it happened. Amen. He's not like your parents, like, you know, we didn't know. And all of a sudden you tell us, like, oh, well, you did what? You what, what? Wow. But God's not like that. He's like, I know I was right there. I saw it. And I still love you. And I'm still saying, where are you? Come on back home. Let's get it right. Amen. So we're going to repent. And then there's others that are watching online and in this room that have not made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. And let me just tell you something. You cannot do this on your own. You cannot live the life that you want to live on your own. You've got to have a power that's greater than you. And you will never, you will never understand that statement until you say, Jesus, come into my life and live inside of me. Because he can, he can help you do what you cannot do. And so let's pray. Father, right now, I love you. And God, I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice. I thank you so much for them. Those that are watching online and those that are right in this room. Lord, there's some of us right now that say, God, it's not my brother, not my sister. It's me, oh Lord, and I need a prayer right now because God, I, I got to get some things straight with you. And so Lord, we repent of those things right now. Lord, of the sinful things that we've done that we know you do not want us to do, please forgive us. Lord, I can't ask you to forgive anybody else but me and everybody else has to say the same thing so right now God all across this auditorium all online as well right now people are silently saying God forgive me I repent I turn to you and then there's those in this room God that don't have a relationship with you so God they've been left out on their own they're easy prey for the enemy and so Father right now they're saying dear Lord Jesus come into my life forgive me of my sins and save me, Lord, save me from me, save me from all this stuff that I might live a life pleasing to you and it might live the best life that I can live. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give God a hand? Come on, let's give God a hand.
I want to say this before we go. If you prayed that prayer in this room, please, on your connection card. And again, I want everybody to turn in a connection card. On the back of that card, just check the box that I'm praying a prayer to become a Christ follower. If you're online and you prayed that prayer, if you have our app, you have a connection card there, check it. But if not, the words following Christ, just text those words to that number you see on the screen because we want to pray for you. The only hope that we have is the hope in Jesus. Amen, everybody? Amen. Now, I want you to stand with me. We're going to sing this song that his love won't give up on you. And I hope that you receive this day. This is what we want to leave you with, is that God is always pursuing you. Amen? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.